Welcome to the In the Little Things podcast. If you feel that you might be missing out in the little things in life, things like joy, peace, purpose, and hope, well, it can be that distraction and busyness has gotten in the way. Hi, we are Jennifer Alhodge and Annabelle Arden, and we have created this podcast with you in mind. So often we miss out on the blessings that were meant for us. So let us encourage you as we journey together to pivot closer to God and see all the blessings he has for us. Take a deep breath, sit back, and God's got you covered, even in the little things. Welcome to this week's In the Little Things podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Annabelle. Here in Annabelle's office, she has a little plaque that says, We Walk by Faith, Not by Sight, from 2 Corinthians 5-7. And it's so countercultural. You know, it's yeah. not something that we typically want to do. Um, we, we want to see to believe and that sort of thing. Right. And, and I think, and you know, the Lord knows this. He showed us in John chapter 20 in the, you know, excerpt about doubting Thomas that the disciples had seen Jesus and Thomas is like, no way until I see him and I put my finger Finger. in his side, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to believe this. Right. But Jesus met Thomas exactly where he was. He didn't ridicule him. He came to him and said, come here, Thomas, put your finger in my wounds and, and let Thomas do that. And he said, it's blessed to believe without seeing. And yet he let Thomas do that so that he could know with certainty that Jesus was exactly who he said he was, that he'd come back uh, to life, that he was resurrected. Um, But in any case, I don't think it's that uncommon. And Annabelle has a really fun story (laughs) that I think kind of shows just how, how we are as humans. I mean, God has given us like this natural curiosity this natural inclination toward um, wanting to explore and learn. And it's a really good thing to want that. But I was even surprised when she told me this story. And when I, <laughs> <laughs> for the first time, why don't you share that? Yeah, I love to journal. And if you are a journaler, a person who, who writes everything down like me, it's cool to be able to go back and look at notes from years ago and you go, wow, I had totally forgotten about this incident. So menial, so non-important, so non-life-changing. Yet, when you read it many years later, you go, oh yeah, this is what God showed me in the instant this happened. And look where I am now and the things that God is still showing me are very similar. You would think that with years walking with the Lord, years in his word, years going through different milestones in your spiritual life, you would have overcome certain things like doubt. And Mm -hmm. doubt is such an abstract thing that you can't touch, feel, or understand until you go through it, Mm -hmm. like doubting Thomas. And when I looked at um, my journals, I I do that not only with my journal, but my notes that I've taken during sermons. I have notebooks. I have, Jen, you can look here. (laughs) She's got probably dozens of notebooks. Notebooks upon notebooks. And we're talking about like a one-inch binder kind of notebook. Yes. (laughs) Or some cases, two-inch binders of just simple sermons, 
that I've taken notes at di at different times in my life. And I pull those notes now and I go, wow, it's so fresh and new. And I could see it in such a different perspective. This is one of those examples. When, when I was dating my husband, one of the things that we used to do that I absolutely love that we don't do as often now and we probably should. We used to take every moment of the day to be together because we both were working so and we would put our schedules try to put our schedules where we had the same days off sure and we would go do errands and we would drive around town get lunch bite here go over here buy something that we needed and I remember Alex having to go to the bank we were not a married couple yet so I did what I knew was best and I just stayed in the car because I you know I didn't want to be involved in any of the discussion at the bank about his money out of respect to him and his privacy I just stayed in the car and he would do the same if I had to go to the bank so this one particular time I remember being parked right in front of the front door of the bank and I love to watch people that's what I always have oh, done me too. I, my mom used to drop me at the mall and I would people watch and she'd mm -hmm. lean over and go you don't want to go shopping I'm like no I just want to watch people I want to see their reactions and their behaviors and you know I, I just like to to kind of probe their mind as to what they're thinking why they're doing the things they do but anyway we won't go that way um but I used to watch people and this one particular um, time that we went to the bank there was a sign on the door a huge sign a, a full page you know five by seven sign wet paint was the only two words on that particular sign and underneath it was a little strip that says use other door and I didn't think anything about it as I'm sitting there. I was like, oh, they just painted the building. No big deal. But I started to watch everybody that pulled up to the bank to go into the bank because in that particular branch, they didn't have a drive-thru at the time. Mm -hmm. It was a little tiny little branch. And so everybody had to drive up, park, and go in. And I watched. There were at least 80% of the people, I'm talking at least 20 or 25 people would actually touch the paint <laughs> to see if it was wet. I'm going, what? <laughs> Why are they touching wet paint? And half of them would be like, oh no, I got paint on my fingers. And you'd see them <laughs> panic. And, and I'm going, and I'm going, uh, the sign says it's wet. Why don't they believe it's wet? If the mm -hmm. sign says it's wet, right. they don't believe it. And then the other 20 would be like, oh, it says wet paint. So I, I, and it says use other door. And that was another thing. They would try to prop the door up. And when there's a sign, use other door right there. Huh. And people were so unpredictable as to what they were going to do, whether or not they were going to believe what they read or not believe it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guarantee. So I have a son who definitely questions me. Oh. Okay. This story, your story about the wet paint reminds me of my own wet paint story. When we were doing renovations on the house, um, because of this incident, I ended up deciding I could only paint the house when the kids were asleep. And um, oh my goodness, it was awful. So they would go to bed and I would paint until two to four in the morning. It was so that's awful crazy. that I'd wake up and homeschool. And oh. <laughs> that's when I began um, drinking coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> Caffeine. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even like the taste of it. I do now, but at the time, it was an acquired taste just so that I could have the benefit of the caffeine. Right, right. So, because you were up like oh, all it was, night it was long. Exhausting. 
what happened is I was painting the baluster. It was horrible. It's, you know, the paint wants to run. It's all these little grooves and nooks and crannies. So it took me hours to paint these things because I had to keep going back and making sure the paint wasn't running too much. If it was that I was wiping it up before it had a chance to dry to where it wouldn't look right when you wiped it and that kind of thing. So I finally was almost done. I only had a couple more that I was working on. And my son, Nabil, who was seven at the time, maybe eight, he came over and he said, and I said, don't, don't touch the paint. Don't touch the paint. Don't touch the paint. So I thought I'd be okay. Uh Uh-oh. They're supposed to walk on the other side of mom, right? And I I said, Nabil, don't touch the paint. He goes, why? And I said, well, because it's wet. I'm painting it right now. Don't touch the paint. Don't touch the stairway at all, whatever you do. He's like, hmm. And he looked, and I thought, oh, no. no." He was a few feet from me, and before I could do a thing, he reached out his hand and swiped it across, like, five of them. And just whoosh, and then ran up the stairs and washed his hand. And I'm like, I thought I had a heart attack. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did that to me. Oh my goodness. So I laugh now, but oh, at the time I was not a happy mama. But he had to have proof. He wanted the proof. He wanted, it was that natural curiosity Mm -hmm. in him to explore and to know. And that's just how we are built. built. And I think in the scope of the way God has wired us to be curious and to really have proof and to be able to see for ourselves, not just by faith, but by touch or feel in this case, is ultimately what has given the human race the survival skill to learn by discovery. If you think about it, there's a movie I just remembered. It's a probably, I don't know how many people have seen Despicable Me. Not not the actual movie, but the, it's, the beginning of the Minions okay. and how they began. At the beginning of the Minions, they were in the ocean in this movie as tadpoles and as, you know, one-celled organisms okay. in the ocean. And then they evolved to become the Minion that you see in the movies. Mm-hmm. Then they came on land. They grew feet. They got on land. And they found their instinct was to find strongest species to serve. Mm -hmm. That was their whole desire, was to serve someone that would protect them. Like to be a survivalist. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the very first encounter they had on shore was a dinosaur, was a Mm T-Rex. And the way they realized that the T-Rex was capable of protecting them was when the T-Rex saw the first minion, he ate him up, he gulped him up. And they're like, oh, he's big. He can defend us. And became friends with the dinosaurs. And they evolved from serving the dinosaur to serving the caveman to serving um, okay. Napoleon, serving all these oh, people. Until okay. they could, that's how they got to Gru. It's so funny because I don't, I have seen this movie, but as with any movie, I do not remember it. Yeah, this is it's one so that's bad. not like in the theaters. You have to kind yeah, of download yeah. it. It's the evolution of of these minions. The way they learned their environment and learned to survive was by experimentation, by actually fulfilling their curiosity as to what is this and how can we serve it. What I'm saying is human God has created us with the instinct of curiosity. Yeah. With the instinct of having to touch wet paint mm-hmm. in order to know what pe- wet paint feels like, 
to know what it could do and to be able to say, okay, I don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. In the case of my seven-year-old and Alex took Mark out and did s'mores and Mark came to the door and he says, mom, 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 I burned my, my pinky. It was blistered really bad, the Mm -hmm. entire pinky. And I go, they go, how in the world did you burn your finger? Did you touch the stove? That was the first thought. Did you touch the stove? Because it was dinner time. Mm -hmm. I thought maybe Alex jumped the gun and and Mark started to help him, which happens a lot. They, mm-hmm. he, he's told not to do something, but out of curiosity, he goes and does and it anyway. It, right. And so I thought, okay, he burned his pinky. Well, he burns it on the chiminea in the backyard doing mm-hmm. s'mores with Daddy. And Daddy turned to me and he said he did it even though I told him not to. Yeah. And before I knew it, he burned his, his um, finger and he looked at my son and said, so you won't be doing that again, will you? Oh, don't bet on it, Annabelle. He might. <laughs> you know, it doesn't go with age. There's a curiosity that just lingers. Um, I remember reading a few years ago about a doctor um, who was studying, you know, the effects of getting a certain, of, I think it's a Lyme disease or something from the Rocky Mountain tick, something like that, but it was a tick and when people would get bitten by it and get this, um, I really believe it was Lyme disease. Lyme disease sounds mm-hmm. pretty familiar. They would, um, they would then become allergic to meat. They could oh. not eat meat anymore. Even if they weren't vegetarian before, they had no issues before, they could no longer eat it. But, of course, this doctor cannot create a study in which he has human subjects, you know, get bitten by the ticks. But his curiosity was driving him so much. That he infected himself. <gasps> he let ticks bite him so that he could get the disease. So it would remain ethical. He made his own choice to do this. Yeah. And mm. it's true. He could never eat meat again. Wow. He got it. Now, of course, that study is not, you know, <laughs> easily duplicatable across, you know, with lots of subjects or anything um, in any ethical manner. But, right. But um, he just had to know. You know, <clears throat> our curiosity drives us to knowledge and... Um, or to desire knowledge. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we saw that in the beginning, in the garden. In the Garden of Eden. You know, mm-hmm. with um, Adam and Eve. You know, mm-hmm. then he, they wanted to know all the things that God knew. Yeah. And um, so God did put a curiosity in us. Right. For good reasons, knowing that we would grow. Learn and, and that grow. we would learn mm-hmm. from it. Um, but it can sometimes get the better of us too. Yes, absolutely. And I bring this up now because so much noise coming at us from TV or interactions on social media is a big one. Right. And, and you, you don't have to believe to, on that anymore. It, bingo, that's where I'm going. You don't, if you don't have a truth to decipher all of that noise coming at you right you can get lost you can believe falsehood you can believe lies you could be skewed wrongly in the wrong direction you can make wrong decisions even with the best intent in Mm -hmm. your heart and i see people struggling Mm -hmm. people very close to me struggling what is real and what's not oh yeah uh what what i see online and what i see people and saying it's true is it really true how do i know what's false and what's true mm-hmm. and i and for one we put our faith in the wrong thing i mean people will put their 
faith all in one news outlet because they're they want something solid to stand on. Mm-hmm. So it'll be all in agreeing with this news station or all in agreeing with that news station. And once yeah. they pick what it is that they'll believe, if anything doesn't line up against that, mm-hmm. then automatically they say that that's not true. But that's not really where our truth comes, should be coming from, from ultimately in everything. In first John. Humans are fallible, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In first John 4, 1, it reads, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit. But test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into this world. Mm -hmm. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God and what's true. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not acknowledge the truth of God and the knowledge of Jesus is not from God. So, in essence, what I interpret this to be is exactly what I do on a daily, moment-by-moment situation. When I read something on social media or I'm talking to someone about a decision they're going to make, or if they seek me out for advice on something that's going on in someone's life, I always go back to the principles that are stated by the Word of God, and if it doesn't align up with that statement and with His Word and His commandments, then it's false. Right. Well, Proverbs um, 3, 5 tells us to trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding. Exactly. And I can't tell you how many times we've had to do just that. There have been things that seem to make total sense to us, Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, we have not had peace about it. And in the end, God was right. He Mm -hmm. didn't give us peace for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't let us down. I I do remember, Jen, um, a few days ago, I think we discussed this and and you went what i had a neighbor this was years ago we had a neighbor who didn't want to pay for the cable you remember this oh yeah Uh and they approached alex and said hey do you mind if we tap into your cable on the side of the house Mm -hmm. because it's just one little wire and boom we could get your cable or put up a satellite i don't know how they do it i don't know anything about that (laughs) but alex was like hmm I don't know. Let me ask my wife because this would involve money. So you would have to at least go halvesies on us, pay for some of the cable. It's not fair to us that we have to pay your cable. But then it's ripping off. And I came back to him and I said, how is this ethical? Mm -hmm. Isn't this, according to the Bible, stealing? Mm -hmm. This is something you're doing under the table. You know in your spirit it's wrong. Right. That's why both of you are hesitant because you know it's not the right thing to do. Right. And who says that it's the wrong thing to do? Well, God's word says that. Mm -hmm. That's where our laws, all our laws in this country, hopefully, come from the principles that are stated from the first commandment down to the last commandment that Moses gave us back in Exodus. Mm -hmm. And... When you look at everyday decisions, the way I look at it is if it lines up with the word of God and it's, it's okay with God, then it's okay with me. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it's not okay with me. Right. You just have to trust scripture. You have to know it's never going to lead you the wrong way. Exactly. You can trust it. The culture is 
constantly changing and fluid and moving around and there there's a shifting in values and a shifting in laws and even a shifting in in science yes. sometimes you know like what there's is new discoveries everywhere and, yeah yeah and sometimes it's just so hard but god's word never shifts it's that unchanging word that stands the test of time Correct. so we can that's one thing we can always always trust is the word of god Yes, yes. And that that leads into our application. I'll put this all in in the notes if you want to, after you listen to it, if you want to go back and get on the podcast itself online through Anchor, you could look it up in the Little Things podcast. And once you pull up the homepage, if you scroll down, you will find all these notes where you can look it up at home, meditate it, pray over it and ultimately ask God for a real revelation mm -hmm. of his truth to you. Jen and I work um, together on, on the notes and we collaborate on what's going to be said and what scripture we both do, the looking up a scripture, the application and the, and the challenge, all that we take time to put that available to you so that you can on your own time also allow the spirit of the Lord to reveal what he wants to reveal to you. So as we come together, we did the application. Would you say oh, yeah, the challenge well, I to mean, them? really, we just think that it's important to remember to always look to the word of God, mm -hmm. to rely on what he is saying, and to ask God for clarity, for wisdom, to know, you know, if you're not certain what you're supposed to be doing, if you're not certain what is right or wrong in a given situation, look to him, look to his word. Um, Pray to him. Sometimes it's a matter of praying and saying, God, I just desire, I want to desire to love your word. Help me to be in it more often. Help me to want to be in it even mm -hmm. more often. Um, and help me to use the curiosity you gave me to your glory. Mm -hmm. Help me to be able to use it in a, a way that would benefit the people I love and uh, my own walk with you. Yeah. And always testing, testing, testing everything against his word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just knowing fully well that his word is there not to hurt you, not to criticize you, not to condemn you, but it's there to keep you safe, to guide you, to strengthen you, and ultimately to reveal the absolute truth, mm -hmm. not a covered lie or a um, distorted truth. It's the truth, the absolute truth, like you said, Jen, that will not change no matter what the environment. It can't be manipulated. It can't be distorted. It's always true. Right. Um, and it's always going to be for you, never against you, to destroy you or to, you know, hurt you. God's word is there to direct your every path and redeem you with his peace towards Jesus Christ, our Lord. So if our challenge is trust him, trust mm -hmm. him enough to say, Lord, is this a, from you or is it not? Mm -hmm. And he will reveal to you, this is my absolute truth. And does this line up with my truth? Because if not, then it's not from me. So that is the challenge for this week. Don't ask an, uh, a, another person, but go directly to the Lord and pray to him and say, Lord, what would you have me do with this and help my unbelief? Right. So thank you for being with us today. Hopefully this has been helpful for, for any of us. And if you feel 
Um, you don't want to miss a podcast. Feel free to hit the like and subscribe button. And each time that we have a new podcast, it will come up to you and you won't be able to miss any of the podcasts. If you have a friend, a relative or acquaintance or just anyone that that you feel that would benefit from this podcast, feel free to share it. There is a share button on the on the anchor homepage. If not, you can use your phone and um, share it through social media there Mm -hmm. as well. So we we pray that you will have a wonderful week, that God will reveal his truths to you and that you would be fortified in the foundation of his truth. Until next week, we hope that you have a blessed, blessed week. Absolutely. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Oh, it's been so awesome spending time with you. Thank you for listening to today's In the Little Things podcast. As we navigate this journey together, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes. Feel free to share this with anyone you feel would be inspired, encouraged, or strengthened. And if you'd like to know more about Annabelle Ardent Ministry, you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast, AnnabelleArdent.com. There you can find more information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events, any new uh, merchandise that you can um, you can get for birthdays and stuff, you know. And also, if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private, you can do it there as well on my Connect page. Uh, for now, I just want to thank you again for being with me. Um, hit the like button. If you uh, like this podcast and uh, may God love just bless you and, and embrace you this week as you encounter him on a personal and closer level, I hope that you will see God's love in the little things. And uh, for now, I will see you next week. And until then, know that your presence has been purposed. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.